Welcome to Less Than or Equal, the podcast about pursuing equality in geekdom by celebrating the diverse and their accomplishments. I'm your host, Aline Sims, and today I am joined, we are all joined, by my friend Jean McDonald. Jean, welcome to the show. Hi, Aline. It's very exciting to be here. So I did my standard intro, but it was a lie. My intro was a lie because today (laughs) Jean is hosting the show, not me. That's right. That's right. Now I am in charge of your show. I have to, all your show belongs to me. <laughs> <clears throat> but um, it is episode 100. And we had talked at one point about doing this, uh, reversing our roles on the show because you interviewed me back in 2015. Um, and there was some follow up to that show that I thought would be interesting if we reversed our roles. But now we're here at less than or equal episode 100, and it is the final episode, the finale of the podcast, and I am very interested in talking to Aline about her experiences with the podcast and asking questions that I have and also some of the listeners have about Less Than or Equal and what's happening and what what were the highlights, etc. So, um, well, let's start Aline, and tell the listeners, who are you? <laughs> Only fair. <laughs> oh, oh. It's, such, it's such a hard question. As often as I've asked it, it's a really hard question to answer. Um, so I am, an, I am an educator, podcaster, and writer, I guess, um, based out of the Phoenix, Arizona Valley. Um, and I live in a in a house with my husband and our two cats. That pretty much covers it, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> I think. I think that's good. Yes, educator, um, writer, um, podcaster. And um, this podcast has had such a great run. And I think one of the the main questions that people would like to know the answer to is, why is episode 100? the last show of Less Than or Equal? Oh, um, it really comes down to time. Um, It is interview shows are really time intensive because um, for me, I guess I should speak from my experience, I have to find guests, approach them, explain what the show is about, answer questions, get a yes or a no or ignored, often ignored. Um, (laughs) Uh, then if I, if the person is like, yes, I, you know, I'm definitely up for doing this, then there's the whole rigmarole of scheduling. And then I need to do further research into the person so that I can kind of, you know, even though I don't prep questions, I've never prepped questions for the show. I've always had an idea of the topics that I wanted to cover. Um, and that required, you know, finding out more about the person and what they're interested in, what they were passionate about. And, um, in some cases, what, what their life experiences have been, you know, some of the, I don't know, I kind of think of them as the harder shows, um, you know, where we've talked about, um, violence. We've talked about, um, transgender issues and, and those have required a lot of time. And, uh, what was interesting was when I started the show, I was a full-time employee at a company and now I'm freelancing and I'm teaching some classes and I have less time now than I did when I was working full-time because, 
I have to, you know, I have to find contracts and work, you know, do the back and forth with contracts and, and that kind of thing to earn money and, and keep this house. Um, and so it really boils down to, it's just, it's a time intensive show and I, I have to do the things that make money because I need to, to eat and have a house. And, and buy cat food. And Let's buy cat food that. and surgeries for the cats. <laughs> yeah, well, yes, well, we, we could do a whole show about cats and pets and their expenses, but <laughs> we won't go there. Um, well, I I know I speak for all of your listeners and for, uh, you know, the community um, that we are a part of as at large, saying like um, how much we've appreciated all the work you have put into the show. And I think you're very, uh, it's really is important to, sh- to point out that this kind of show that you've been doing is, is time intensive. Um, having a different guest, every show is different from sitting down with, um, a person or two that you talk to every week and, um, you know, riffing on whatever topic is your, is your main topic. You've mm-hmm. had to do a lot of planning and, I imagine a lot of uh, spend a lot of emotional energy because I know when I listen to the show, I am rarely sitting there with no, you know, in some kind of neutral emotional state. Pretty soon I'm either angry, (laughs) I'm feeling sad for the person, I'm feeling happy, I'm laughing, whatever. Um, So I can only imagine on your end, it's, it's, it's that and more, um, so, you know, just to start off with, like, thank you, Aline, for, for doing this show. And um, I appreciate and all the work that you put in. And I know that I am not the only one. Thank you. Um, so one of the questions that um, has come up, and I think it's a really good one just off the bat, is will people still be able to listen to the archives of Left Center Equal? Yeah, they are not going to go away. Uh, they will be up so you can continue. I, I've i had some people say, I re-listen to episodes, um, but I don't want to keep them on my phone all the time. Yes, you'll, you'll, you'll be able to download <laughs> them. Um, they're, they're not going to go away. Uh, I think that's really important because, again, this kind of show um, in general is not tied to whatever the headlines of the day are. They, it's definitely, um, I mean, to use the, you know, with, with air quotes, evergreen content. Ooh, marketing um, words. <laughs> I, I hate that that's the first thing that comes to mind. But in <laughs> other words, this is material that will be of interest to people, regardless of when they find the show, um, to hear the stories of the people that you've talked to and um, to hear, you know, to learn from them. I think that's going to be really important. I know just prepping for this show that... I had such a good time. Like I just stacked up my queue with shows that I had either missed or shows that I wanted to make sure I was really paying attention to so that, you know, I was feeling, yes, I have, I have listened to some of the, the, the most moving and important shows. Although honestly, I I can't think of a show that I've listened to that I would take off that list, but it's been really, really, um, interesting and fascinating and I'm glad that I can go back and listen to there's still a few I'm sure that I haven't listened to but um, also re-listen as you said because um, sometimes 
I'm not as aware of a problem in the industry or I'm not as aware of the struggle of a certain um, group that is underrepresented in our industry. And then I become aware of it and I want to go back and listen to somebody talk about that so I can inform myself and, and be a better listener and ally and friend to people who, who, who have these challenges. So yay for the archives. Yes. And yay for the internet and uh, little chips that can store data for a long time. Isn't that amazing? Uh, <laughs> it's really amazing. It's really, wow. Uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, that's the other show. Things we couldn't do when I was a kid that you can do now. Great. Um, thanks to the internet and the uh, Silicon Revolution. So one of the interesting questions that came up um, from uh, listeners, and I know was a question that was on my mind, is how did less than or equal, doing less than or equal change your life? And before I lay that question on you as a, um, and, and say, okay, Aline, tell me, how did it change your life? I'm going to start with an example, if that's okay. Sure. Um, because an example I'm familiar with. It's your um, show, as they say. <laughs> it's my show. It's your show, Yes. <laughs> yes. I, get to, I get to ask the questions. Um, lesson or equal number 36. That was when I was the guest, um, and it was released in April of 2015. We didn't know each other. We had been introduced through mutual internet friends, but I had listened to the show because one of my friends, Virginia Roberts, had been a guest, and that brought my attention to the show, and I started listening to it. Um, and you knew about App Camp for Girls, which is the program that I'm the founder of. And I um, came on the show to talk about App Camp. And to me, it gets really interesting. I re-listened to that show, by the way. Oh, did you? <laughs> and around the, yes, because I wanted to find the moment. It's around the 19-minute market where you say to me, let's just say, hypothetically, <laughs> and I just want to underscore, hypothetically, <laughs> If I wanted to help you start Phoenix App Camp for Girls, how would we get started with that? And um, what follows is like a 10-minute discussion between you and me where we use conditional verbs <laughs> the whole time. And I say, well, I would invite you to come to Portland, and then you would probably want to do this. And then you you are saying like, you know, it was... It, it's so funny in retrospect because, <laughs> spoiler alert for those who don't know, Aline did come to Portland and vo volunteered at App Camp for Girls last summer, July, no, August of 2015. August, yeah. And then bravely, despite having spent a whole week at App Camp for Girls, bravely <laughs> decided to take on the um, challenge of launching a new App Camp location and did so in Phoenix this year, July 2016. Mm -hmm. So, I'm answering my own question, at least with one point, which is how the show changed your life. But um, so now speaking non-hypothetically, <laughs> tell me <laughs> what, um, well, here's my first question, because it's so cute to listen to you asking me these hypothetical questions. And I'm thinking now in retrospect, wow, she really didn't know what she was getting into. <laughs> what surprised you? What surprised you about uh, launching a, a location of app camp for girls um wow what what has surprised me 
I think it was actually easier than I was anticipating. I'm going to be like flat out honest. Wow. The hardest thing that we faced in for Phoenix camp was it was hard to find volunteers. And that's something that, you know, we've discussed how to make that easier for next year. Um, and and it was hard to find developers because unbeknownst to us, um, Phoenix schools start back, or at least the area of Phoenix where we had camp, um, they start back really early, like the last week of July, which was yes. when we had <laughs> camp this year. Um, so those those were the two big problems were, you know, finding volunteers and, and, and finding young developers to come in. Um, but honestly, I think that um, I, I, I'm trying to think if there were any anything, any hurdles or really it was just I didn't know what to expect from the organizer perspective. Um, mm-hmm. When I when I went to Portland, it was August 2015. I think it was the last camp of the summer. Yes. Um, and it went it was a well-oiled machine. Like I cannot think of, <laughs> I can think of one like food related mishap, um, yes, which was, so I, I am gluten sensitive and so I don't eat foods with gluten. And so a gluten-free or pizza was ordered for, um, for those of us, there was more than just me there and it accidentally got served to, to the developers instead of, you know, kind of kept in the volunteer room so that the, the gluten-free people could, partake but like that was the major hiccup you know (laughs) um so I was like this is this is really smooth and so I didn't get to see things really kind of blow up or go awry and so (laughs) I was like I know that's not going to be our experience so a lot of a lot of what I did was I ran through scenarios and like, okay, so if if this thing happens, then what do I do? And if that thing happens, and this is just me in my everyday life, I kind of do this in general. Like if I travel mm-hmm. somewhere, oh, if I'm late for the plane, then what do I do? You know, like, just, right. because if I think about it ahead of time, I don't have to worry about it in the moment, which makes me really good in a crisis, um, but is probably maybe not super healthy um, otherwise, because there aren't many crises. Um, so yeah, that was the big thing is... Um, I didn't know what to anticipate from from a first person perspective because it's one thing to go volunteer at a camp. It's another thing to be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm going to take responsibility for this this little baby of a camp and see what happens. <laughs> so, um, but honestly, it was I, I kind of expected to pull my hair out at some point, and it was fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I thought it went really really smoothly, and. Um, you know, aside from the Phoenix weather, which you have no control over, um, which we knew it was going to be super hot. And I don't think that affected the Phoenix people, but we visitors from the Pacific (laughs) Northwest don't do well in 110 plus degree weather. Um, We did our best. I think we did well. And (laughs) we, um, I, I, I thought that group of girls and, um, and uh, volunteers were just delightful people to to spend the week with and they were super enthusiastic and um, I think I was really impressed with the turnout for the final pitch session Um, you know there were a lot of parents and 
people from the community, and that was very exciting too. So I'm looking forward to coming back to Phoenix, uh, both for app camp's sake, but also for my own, um, probably maybe in February. I was going to say back in July again. <laughs> I would come. If I was needed, I would come. You know that. But I do. <laughs> I, generally, it's not even generally. So far, every camp, you know, after that first launch week has been perfectly happy to not have us come because they've got it down and that's fine. That's, that's how it should be. So, um, but if, if I'm needed or wanted, I will certainly, um, certainly come again. And, uh, yeah, I, I was very excited about that, but to me, that was one of the funniest, um, podcast interviews I've ever done because (laughs) I was sitting there as we were talking and, you know, I'm a professional when it comes to podcasts. I know don't say things that will either, you know, that will have to be really cut later. And what I wanted to say was like, Aline, let's just be real. You want to start one. I want you to start one. Let's just talk. You know, the audience can listen in as we make actual plans. But no, we had to speak hypothetically. We waited. We waited. It was... And as soon as you turned off the mic, it was like, you really want to do this, don't you? <laughs> and you were like, yes, I do. I said, you really should come to Portland. Okay, I will. And the rest, as they say, is history. It is. Um, well, I, I look forward to, to continuing to um, work with Phoenix and with all the awesome volunteers there. And uh, And if you are somebody who lives in the Phoenix area, definitely go to the app camp for girls website, which Aline will put in the show notes because they're still her own show notes. <laughs> I have no access to that, even though I'm the host of the show and, um, sign up for the, the mailing list so that when, uh, registration is ready, you can, um, be informed, uh, because it's a really, it, it's a really great program and girls, regardless of what hiccups we have, the girls always have an amazing week, and that's the most important thing to me. Yes, agree. And I think to all of us. So, well, besides App Camp for Girls and your other ninety nine shows, <laughs> <laughs> were there any shows that you would say changed your life or made you go in a direction or get involved in something that you weren't expecting? It, you know, Camp is the biggest one, um, just because the time commitment is so so big. I mean. You know, it's like not like 40 hours a week, but it, it takes mm-hmm. a lot of time and preparation to put on a camp. Yes. Um, so that's really the thing that I decided to dedicate myself to doing. Uh, but a, what I have, what I feel like has shifted in myself is um, I feel like I'm a lot more empathetic now. Um, mm-hmm. I feel and I've always been empathetic, but I feel like I'm able to understand other people's perspectives a lot more easily now than I was, you know, at episode 10 or whatever. Um, because I'm practiced, I have a lot of practice listening to people and, um, trying to put myself in their shoes. And I think that's really valuable. Uh, I think empathy is, is really important. Um, and I think that I, I pay more attention now. Like I pay more attention to the way I speak and the way people around me speak. Um, and that's, that's been really interesting to see kind of how, how that shift has 
impacted the way I think and feel about people. Like, uh, I try really hard not to use ableist language anymore, which is a mm-hmm. show I didn't get to. Um, but, <laughs> um, so I don't say things like, um, this is crazy or I don't use, um, like you're an idiot or I feel stupid or that was dumb. Those are all, all words that, I mean, when I'm tired or I'm really stressed, sometimes they still slip out because of, you know, 30 plus years of conditioning in using them. But for the most part, I don't, I don't use that language anymore. Um, and, and so like those kinds of shifts within myself have been more, profound than I expected them to be, I guess. Um, I wanted to learn when I started the show, but I wasn't sure what the impact on me would be. I think that's really interesting because as you were describing it, I think that has certainly been my, my own experience as a listener to the show is I learned, um, that, you know, there are areas, many areas, again, as you say, I have many more years of conditioning in uh, the culture that we've grown up in, is that um, that I have areas that I didn't realize I was insensitive or clueless about. And there's so many, <laughs> there's so yeah. many, that's what I've learned. And certainly, I think that's one of the, the great uh, values of the podcast that, you know, will will go on and as people listen to this and you know people come to their own um like we can't get everybody on the same page all at the same time Mm -hmm. everybody is going through their own journey both the uh uh people who are the focus of your podcast the underrepresented and then the rest of us the, the the privileged um who uh don't aren't aware of some of the, of, of the struggles that are, are, are happening right in our own community. So that's, I think one of the values of having, um, an archive, like I said, people, if you, if you, are recently, um, become aware that you have, um, friends who are transitioning or, or you have coworkers or trans or whatever, Go dip into the the archives of Less Than or Equal and listen to some of the experiences. Um, I know that our mutual friend and uh, AppCamp colleague, Gray Osten, did a show that was really interesting. Um, And there was the show with, oh, dang, now the name is escaping me. The one about, you know, trans etiquette. Ashley. Ashley, thank you. um, I'm much older than you, just reiterating. (laughs) Uh, Ashley, who, you know, who I've also met and hung out with, and it's a a really interesting person uh, with interesting perspectives, trans etiquette. That show was interesting, really interesting to listen to because there were things that I hadn't, um, things that I knew or things that just are, I think, common sense, you know, if you, if you have uh, good manners, but Mm -hmm. You know, it aren't a lot of things that aren't obvious. And even during the show, there's moments where she says, I just to back up, let me say, don't put it like that. Put mm-hmm. it like this to, to Aline, who is the person who uh, of everybody I know has like been like the most uh, conscientious in making sure to know how to talk about things. So we all have stuff to learn from um, 
from people who have come from a different perspective than us. And uh, I think that's that I, I agree, like the language that I use has changed over time, or at least my ability to use it without going like, I shouldn't have said that. Right. That was the wrong word. Um, so uh, I think that's that's a really important change to, you know, along with AppCamp. Um, are there any particular favorite moments or important moments maybe, or moments when other people's lives you would say have been changed by the show? I would be interested in that as well. Uh, I don't, that's such a hard question to answer. So it's interesting when I, when I joined uh, Relay FM, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I need to put a list of, of like the top episodes, like the best episodes. I, I need to put this list together so that I can give people some recommendations about what, um, what episodes to dip into to get a feel for the show. And I couldn't do it. I I couldn't do it because I was like, oh, this episode with, you know, so-and-so, oh, well, they, they said this and this and this, and and I learned that. And that's an important episode. And like, I did that with every episode. Um, So it's hard. It's so hard because I feel like the show is jam packed with value. Um, (laughs) Um, I I didn't think it was an easy question to answer for sure. But, uh, you know, just say from recent memory, I listened to episode 99, which is quite different from, uh, not different, but it was a, a person who I didn't expect to get to know. Mm-hmm. Um, I only knew her as like the star of a video <laughs> at WWDC, which was mm-hmm. amazing. And um, that was a highlight for me because you had the ability to get, it wouldn't have even occurred to me that you should get her on the show. She seemed like, like not a real person. Even she was like this beautiful, amazing person in an Apple video, which everybody in an Apple video looks a little bit like above, you know, (laughs) the normal human plane, you know? And, uh, so I'd like to hear what, how did you decide to have her? And, um, how, how did you, I mean, it didn't, like I said, it was a nice surprise right there at the, uh, at the end of your run to, um, and I'm speaking about Alicia Carr, Carr right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, well, so it's actually funny. It's because of you that I knew who she was. Um, <laughs> so I got a scholarship to WWDC, which is Apple's uh, developer conference that they have every June-ish. Well, it has been every June, it- right? in recent memory anyway. Yeah. I've been once in August, but yeah. Oh, geez. Okay. So (laughs) mostly in June and it's, it's this conference where developers from all over the world come and they get to learn about what's coming up, you know, the next major release of Apple's operating system. So for their phones, iPads um, and Macs, and they, also have scholarship opportunities. It used to be that scholarships were only awarded to students, but in the last few years, they've started opening it up to students and members of um, marginalized groups or members of organizations that work with marginalized groups. So um, Alicia was actually at the WWDC, WWDC 2015 that I got a scholarship to. 
Right. And yeah. I remember seeing her. In, in fact, did I just, I totally miss her. I mean, she was describing <laughs> that in the episode and her t-shirt. And I thought, where was I that I didn't notice this person who was so amazing? Yeah, she was, she was there. And in fact, she and I, I always meant to give her my card because I wanted to talk to her about being on the show. And I don't remember how I heard, but um, someone mentioned, I, I just can't remember how I heard, so, but someone mentioned that she uh, she was the developer of an app to help women um, in situations of domestic violence. And I was like, this is a, definitely a person I need to get on the show or at least talk to. And mm-hmm. and we were like two ships passing in the night. Like every time <laughs> I spotted her something, like someone else got my attention and I couldn't, couldn't defer it or whatever. And I never got the chance to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And I was really disappointed. And I searched like social media and I couldn't find her. I didn't know her name, so that didn't help. But I was like looking for, you know, uh, hat on the WDD, WWDC hashtags and that kind of thing to try to try to contact her. And I just couldn't find her. And so I um, <laughs> I did a thing where uh, a friend, an acquaintance has a podcast, an interview podcast. And I was looking through his archives and I was like, you have a lot of white dudes in your archives. And, um, that's, you know, maybe think about diversifying that a little bit. And then I started looking through my archives and I was like, I haven't had enough people of color on the show. I have had a lot of white people who are marginalized in some way, but I haven't had as many people of color as I, I feel like I should have. Um, so I just kind of put out this general call on Twitter. Hey, if you're a person of color and you're interested <laughs> in uh, coming on my podcast, let me know. And she responded and I was like, Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. Yeah. So, Oh, wow. So, so that that's is a great story. Yeah. That's, that's how that happened. That's probably, I think that's probably the, best story of getting a guest on the podcast I have um but but that's how that happened yeah and she was she was amazing it it was great to talk with her um just to for the listeners who haven't listened to episode 99 and I don't know why you've listened haven't because come on you're listening to 100 (laughs) but go back and listen to 99 if you haven't a a little bit more about because we've been talking about her video and why I mean I knew exactly who she was when I saw you know, that you had interviewed her and I was listening, but I didn't know her from actually being a dub dub. I knew her from seeing her in the, in the keynote. That was her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Apple, um, always does a very, something very inspiring or sometimes funny and inspiring, but whatever, um, at the, at the beginning of the WWDC keynote, cause it's all developers in the audience. And it's like, yay us, you know, not in so many words, but (laughs) yay, yay you developers, you did all these cool things. And there's always these really, you know, you, you, you get very, you could get teared up watching these videos sometimes, but that one um, of them all, you know, but they are generally young white guys, sometimes some women, but never a woman like Alicia Carr who came on and said, I, you know, and she's not only black she's not young right Right. she's like 50 something Mm -hmm. yay you know for the 50 plus club Mm -hmm. and she taught herself how to make apps she decided she was going to do that and she so so she's already inspiring even before you know what the app is that she's done 
And then she's created this app to help women who are uh, experiencing domestic violence and, and to bring resources and such together for them. But it, it was amazing. So they were, they were, they were showcasing her and I was really dumbfounded. I'm partially because I, I was like, how do I not know this person? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, she, she was just amazing. I, yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm so glad that I got, yeah, yeah. got to have her on the show. So, yeah. So that was, I, I think that was, I mean, I think other, other episodes are, are equally valuable, but that particular one just for me personally came very much out of like, whoa, you got a real celebrity in my book, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I was also glad because she did talk about a little bit about like, not as much as I I would like, but like kind of going into ageism and, um, yeah. you know, what it's like being, being in your fifties, you know, learning how to, to write objective C and write an app and, and that kind of thing, um, was, it was great. I'm glad that I got that, got that chance. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if you, if you haven't listened to it and you are only going to listen to one more show of Aline's, go listen to 99. Cause it's, <laughs> it, it's, 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 we'll blow your socks off and then you'll just go back and listen to all the shows. Um, <laughs> um, but interesting how you talk about finding her or finding the guests. Um, one of the questions that came from the listeners, um, and it certainly comes from me personally, because I've never um, been the host of a podcast. I've been a guest on many and a friend to many podcasters, but I feel daunted by the whole idea of starting a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know as well, um, one of the questions that came in when you asked for them was, do you have any tips for aspiring podcasters? A I- do yes okay the first thing i would say is that um you're not going to be your show isn't going to be exactly what you want it to be from the beginning just like everything else in life practice makes better i won't say practice makes perfect but practice makes better um and so you'll figure things out as you go along you might have a really really firm idea of what your podcast is going to be when you set out and that might totally flip on its head as time goes by, it might evolve and that's okay. Um, I would say be concerned about audio quality, but don't be obsessive about it. Like if you can find a quiet room and you have a $50 headset or a, a blue snowball microphone or a blue Yeti microphone, um, you can do, you can do it, right? You can, you can get started. That's what I did. I had a a blue Yeti mic when I started. It's like a $99 microphone. Um, Mm -hmm. And then as time went on, you know, and I was like, oh yeah, I'm actually going to take this further than like 10 episodes. Um, And I got, you know, some, some Patreon support. I was able to kind of upgrade my equipment to get a better mic with better sound quality, better sound isolation. And we, you know, we kind of did some soundproofing in in an office and, um, you know, sound quality is important. You don't want to sound like you're in a cave, but you don't have to sound like you're a pro right from the get go. Um, and I would say if you're doing an interview show, like I said, guests are hard. 
Um, guests are really, really hard to find, especially if you're like me. When I started, I had 200 Twitter followers, right? Uh, I didn't have an audience. I had done nothing to build an audience. And I didn't know if I was going to be able to do it. And every guest I got, I was like, they're taking a chance on me because I'm asking them to reveal things about themselves that are hard and that are um, sensitive and that are raw sometimes. And they're really taking a big risk on me, especially when I wasn't established. So kind of have that expectation that it might be a little bit difficult to find someone get on, to come on your show. And even interview shows with big audiences struggle with that. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, there are, there are shows, I have friends who have big, much bigger shows than less than or equal, much larger audiences. And even they are like, okay, do you know of someone who can record with me this week? Because my guest <laughs> dropped out. Um, yeah. so that, that happens and it happens more than you might think it does. Um, so I think the, those are the big things, like be be willing to kind of go with the flow, um, do as best as you can with audio, but don't be like, don't spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars on equipment right, um, right out the gate, you know, maybe upgrade your mic a little bit, make sure you're wearing headphones and, you know, see how it goes. And then if you're doing an interview podcast, be willing to hustle. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that's excellent advice. And I think one of the things, you know, in general about doing an undertaking like a podcast or it could be a blog or some other kind of creative um, outlet that um, your show has really exemplified is that it has to be something that you really care about. Mm -hmm. And so the format is important. You know, interview a show is harder than you and somebody you know each week getting together to discuss headlines or whatever. Um, but if that's what you want to do and you're excited about it, then that's the direction, you know, you should. I think people do spend a lot of energy, and I know I've done this myself, worrying about the exact right way to approach something, mm-hmm. the exact getting the right, you know, website platform and the right template and working on those kinds of things rather than saying, this is what I want to do and I'm just going to start doing it. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's true. Like if you go and listen to less than from equal, less than or equal from the beginning, you definitely see that evolution, you know, you you start it, I would say, and end it in the same place of this is what I care about. But there was a journey that was, you know, in some ways technical, in some ways content related and so forth that um, is, is clear. And so I think you're, uh, you know, you can you can pat yourself on the back as being an inspiration to future podcasters who want to do something of substance, because this this show has really been a uh, uh, an amazing combination of substance and entertainment. And um, ser- I think I was saying to you last week when I was l- describing the experience of re-listening or listening back to old, how I can't really stop listening to it because every episode has something that's really seriously entertaining and both serious 
topics and serious goal with this podcast, but it is entertainment. It is interesting and engaging to listen to. So, so future podcasters of America and the world, listen to Aline and uh, learn lessons from less than or equal. Um, so do you, do you feel like you accomplished what you set out to do? Oh no. I, I've just said you did, <laughs> but you, to make me, you know, you can argue with me. Oh no. I no. Mean, yeah. I, so my main goal, my main goal honestly was to have an excuse to talk to people and learn. That really okay. was. So well, yeah. Check. Yeah. That's done. <laughs> um, but you know, as I don't know. I don't know what I thought in the early days. So the original concept for the show was actually just women in STEM fields. And that was mm-hmm. going to be what I was going to do. And I got to thinking about it and I was like, well, that's actually pretty limiting. I mean, there are a lot of women in STEM fields, but there are a lot of different perspectives. Um, yeah. And just limiting it to that might not be the best way to go. So then, you know, I kind of decided that I'd make it a little broader. Um. But as time has gone on and I've become more and more aware of different issues and different problems and different types of people I could talk to, like I've had this mental list of topics and people in my head, um, like since the beginning of the show. And some of those people I've been able to have on and some of them, like, there's absolutely no way, you know, like celebrities, like Felicia Day, Mm -hmm. will you come on the show? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, or even... Meryl Streep, will you come on the show and let's talk about like ageism and sexism in Hollywood? You know, that's not going to yeah. happen. Um, right. But there's also, you know, the this list of topics that I've kind of had running about. Um, like I wanted to have, have something where I really addressed ageism because ageism, especially in tech, well, ageism is, is a big thing everywhere where, you know, people who are older than like about my age at this point in tech are regarded as inferior um, because they're, <laughs> I don't know, their knowledge isn't up to date or, or they don't learn as fast or they're stuck in old ways or whatever. Things that are, that are patently untrue. You know, there are exceptions, I'm sure, but it's untrue, right? So I wanted to have a, a show where we talked about that. Um, as a person who struggles with chronic illness, I wanted to have someone on the show so that we could talk about the experience of being chronically ill and how exhausting it is and how some days getting out of bed is a victory, you know, and I never got to Mm -hmm. do that. I wanted to do more episodes like with Ashley, the transgender etiquette show. I wanted to do one that was like white people wake up and (laughs) to have a guest on so that I could ask hard inappropriate questions um uh, right on behalf of us clueless white people uh, right and you could take the bullet and and just ask the dumb questions right and and i that's that's not a thing that i ever did you know and and there are definitely more topics than just you know uh white people need to to wake the f up but you know the, <laughs> there, there there are things and there are there are all, so many things that I'm like oh that could be I could find someone to talk about that I could find yeah. someone to talk about that and um you know the show could go on forever I mean there are enough topics that the show could go on forever there are enough interesting people that the show could go on forever I mean, honestly yeah. and maybe I'll pick it up at some point and and, and I'll get to do those those shows um but 
but yeah. yeah. I mean, it's certainly not unheard of that people um, return to a, an, a vein of podcasting that they started and and went on a hiatus and came back to in the same or a different form, same mm-hmm. or different title. Um, so that will not that will not surprise me if I hear that you are doing something like that. But um, you are also like this is not like you're now disappearing from the podcast world because you, I know, you know, from the incomparables, you, you are on a lot of shows already as a guest. And that is also time consuming, although not as time consuming as being in the host. Um, so the, the listeners out there don't just keep following Aline on Twitter and you can continue to hear her play Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> or talk about Doctor Who or whatever is going to be the latest uh, in anime. pop culture and anime. She's she's a great person to discuss. I mean, uh, I, I know now. So, you know, when we did that episode in April 2015, we had never met. Right. But then you came to Portland for a conference, and so we got to meet briefly before you came and moved into my house and <laughs> took week. care of my guinea pigs <laughs> for a week, uh, which was awesome. But I can say Aline is a great, a, a great conversationalist to have around, whether in person or on a podcast. She is just a delight to hang out with and chit chat with. So one of my favorite people. Um, I think uh, we probably have covered what we needed to cover here today on episode 100 and I feel myself just saying like, but no, don't let it end. Don't let it end. Maybe I can keep Aline on the line for like uh, a few more weeks or months. Because I know, I know the subjects that will get her going, but I won't do that. Um, This is about less than or equal. The podcast, you know, that, that showcases uh, geeks um, from all sorts of uh, backgrounds and, um, uh, celebrating the accomplishments of uh, underrepresented and um, the people you might not have heard of, but as soon as you listen to uh, their episode on Aline's show, you'd like to probably get to know them better and get to know what they do. Um, Is there anything specific that you're going to do next with all your free time now? Oh, yeah, so (laughs) much free time. Um, So actually, I I can't say anything definitive but it looks like a new podcast is on the horizon uh, with a <laughs> with, with a co-host and Excellent. a specific topic. So it will be less time consuming, but um, and it, it's it won't be you know exactly the same as less than or equal. But we will definitely, should it happen, um, touch on a lot of the topics that uh, I think make up the core of the show. Um, so I'm really, really, really excited. It's just finding time with, um, with this co-host, um, who is a past guest. I will drop that ball. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we, we her, our schedules right now are such that I'm out of town for a week and then she's out of town for a week and then I'm, I'm out of town for a week and she's out of town for a week. So and then it's Thanksgiving and then, then it's, it's Christmas right. and then it's New Year's Eve. But yes, as our friend Kelly Gamont would say, this is my surprised face. You can't see it because it's a podcast, but I'm making the... Is it very uh, deadpan? Totally. 
deadpan, like, oh, I'm so surprised that Alina's doing another podcast. Um, but, well, I look forward to that. I know that your your fans around the Internet look forward to that. Um, and, again, like, just to go back and say thank you, Aline, for the incredible work you've done with Lesson or Equal. And I think, you know, this, the, the, the show will go on, even if it goes on without you. People have been... Um, uh, as we said, as we said back in my day, our consciousness consciousness has been raised, <laughs> and you d- you had a key role in that. So thank you for that. Um, and I look forward to hearing what comes next from you. Me too. It'll be an adventure. Woohoo! And this final episode of Less Than or Equal is brought to you by HelpSpot. If you deal with any kind of customer support, you need HelpSpot. It's the most comprehensive and flexible help desk software around. It lets you reach your customers however they choose, email, web, phone, doesn't matter. It is the central place for all of your customer support needs. You can turn disjointed email exchanges into meaningful conversations with your customers. That's so important. You can get a quick view of any trends relating to your support requests, including real-time reporting to see exactly what's going on. It can host everything for you, but you can also run it on your own servers. You'll get source code access for custom branding, direct SQL access to write custom reports, and extensive APIs and Zapier integration for connecting to your other business systems. It's the best value in customer service. And they're committed to giving you unrivaled value for your hard-earned money. Put simply, this means uncomplicated pricing that includes everything you need for your help desk. With HelpSpot, you'll get unlimited tickets, mailboxes, custom fields, reports, and knowledge bases, all for one simple price with no hidden extras or complicated tiers. HelpSpot's current customers include startups and Fortune 500 companies, IT departments, call centers, and customer service groups across every industry, including software, banking, healthcare, education, transportation, e-commerce, and more. This isn't a flash-in-the-pan company. You're going to be okay with them. They've been doing this for over 12 years, and they're going to be there when you need them. It's free for up to three users and super inexpensive for larger teams. The best part? You'll get an additional 10% off for life when you use the code LTOE when you sign up. So go to helpspot.com LTOE to start a trial today or sign up for a free one-on-one demo to learn more about how HelpSpot can serve your support team. I'd like to thank HelpSpot so much for their support of Less Than or Equal and all of Relay FM. Hey everyone, welcome back. Um, show's very nearly over, but before we go, I wanted to bring my husband and uh, forever editor of Less Than or Equal, Justin, on board and ask him a couple of questions um, and and be able to say some things to him. So, hey, Justin. Hello, everybody. Um. I have some questions for you. You ready? Yeah, I, I suppose so. Okay. So I wanted to know, because I started the show for two reasons, right? I started it for me so that I could learn and, I don't know, become a better person or whatever. But I also started it so that other people could learn, um, that I could be a proxy for them and and ask questions and, and that we could all grow together. Um have you grown from editing the show? Yeah, definitely. Um, 
it's been very interesting to hear all of the different points of view and all of the different situations and all of the different voices that you've brought to the show. Um, I've learned a, a ton by listening as I've been editing, and um, it's really made me consider, you know, a lot of different viewpoints and a lot of different situations that people might be in. Is there any, like, most memorable moments or most memorable guest or most memorable theme? It's really hard to pick out any particular thing that stood out because there was so much that stood out. Um, the theme running through the entire show, though, of, you know, promoting voices that aren't heard as much and, and presenting different points of view that aren't necessarily considered very often, you know, I think it's had a, a really big impact. I guess the the things that I really remember most aren't so much the shows themselves, but the impact that they've had. When you've told me about feedback that you've received from, you know, listeners and what kind of an effect the show has had on their lives and how they've, you know, changed and grown and considered different things because of it. Um, that's that's the main thing that I remember. And, you know, that's kind of the goal of the show is to expand people's minds and perspectives and get them to consider more than what they were considering before. So as you and I have kind of become busier and busier, which I didn't think was actually a thing that could happen. I felt we were pretty busy, but now we're even busier than we were when we started the show. Yeah. And separately, uh, whereas we used to be busy, you know, we worked in the same place and we had the same hobbies and that kind of thing. And um, since we've both, you know, left that job and branched out in our own directions, uh, I don't know, it's just, it's become chaos and kind of hard to manage. And at several points, I've asked you if you wanted me to figure out a way I could hire somebody to edit the show. And you've been really adamant. And I think even like, I think I hurt your feelings inadvertently when I asked you, uh, why, why, why are you, why are you so, uh, is the word I'm looking for insistent, but why, why has it been so important to you to be the editor of the show? Every episode, all 100 episodes. Why, why was that a thing for you? Well, I, I think a lot of people, um, creative people especially have that urge to create something, to, you know, contribute to something, to, you know, make a podcast or make videos or, or whatever it is. And, you know, a lot of people, the inclination there is to be the one behind the mic, to have that podcast where you get to talk. Um, and that's that's fine and everything, but you know, I'm straight and I'm white and I'm a boy. And you are all these things. Yes. I am all those things. And there are tons and tons of podcasts out there already with straight white boys talking about lots of different things. And I didn't want to just add to that. You know, I wanted to, I believed in the same things that you believed in when you started the show is to promote diverse voices, to promote voices we're not hearing, to, uh, you know, to promote voices we're not hearing. And I wanted to contribute to that, but not in a way that injected myself into it 
in a noticeable way. I didn't want to, you know, force my voice into it, but I wanted to provide a platform to support what you were doing and and to support your guests and to, you know, I, I wanted to be behind the scenes and contributing. And I didn't necessarily want credit or anything for it. I just wanted to facilitate what you were doing with the show. So that's why it's been so important for me to do that because, you know, I do have that creative urge and I do have that, that drive to, you know, make things and, you know, make things that entertain and make things that make the world a better place. And this is a really good way for me to do that without, you know, adding to some of the problems that are already out there. I love you. I love you. And and it's a good thing too, because the show wouldn't exist without that. Um, I have edited exactly one episode which you re-edited because I didn't do a very good job. I just, I, 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 I hate editing audio. I do. I can't, I can't. And so like, I'm grateful to you to do that or I'm grateful for you doing that because I'm um, honestly, I would have given up, I think a long time ago. I just, I, I find it really tedious and um, I don't really make enough money off ad reads to pay an editor. So like, the show just would have kind of gone away. And in fact, if it hadn't been for you at the beginning, the show wouldn't have even started because you were the one, like you thought up the name and you came up with all of the branding. And when we joined Relay, um, you know, the logo changed slightly, like very, very, very slight tweaks to get it to match the um, the grid that uh, the designer for all of the Relay artwork uh, created, you know. And... Like all of that is thanks to you. The show wouldn't exist without you. And I mean that in a very practical way, not just from a support and encouragement standpoint, but you have always been willing to do the things that make me want to cry. (laughs) And um, I'm so grateful for you, to you for doing that because um, I'm going to cry. The show has been an amazing experience. So thank you. You're welcome. It has been it has been an amazing experience. I've learned a lot. I think you've learned a lot. And, you know, it's bittersweet that it's ending. But, uh, you know, that's life. And there's some neat stuff coming. And maybe, maybe we'll become less busy in the future and an interview show will become feasible again. I don't see how that can possibly happen. But you never know. Or... I don't know. Maybe we can do seasons. Yeah. Who knows? I realized over the weekend. So we are recording this on release day. Um, so sorry, this will be out late today, but, um, I spoke at Coco Love, uh, conference in Philadelphia over the weekend and met so many amazing people. And I was like, I wish my podcast weren't ending because I'd love to come, love to have you come on and talk about these things that we've been talking about. Um, so I don't know. It's, it was a hard decision to end it. I wasn't, you know, there were a lot of discussions with a lot of different people before that final decision was made, but, um, you never know what'll happen, what it might turn into. Yeah. So, um, those are the questions that I wanted to ask you, um, from the perspective of the editor and also a straight cisgender white dude who is just reeking of privilege. 
I wanted to hear your opinion and your thoughts because, you know, you are the person, I'm sure there are others, but you are definitely a person who has listened to every episode, every bit of every episode. So thank you so much. You're welcome. I appreciate you. Yeah. Like, like I said, you know, my goal was just to help and to provide that support and that platform for other voices. So I'm glad I could do that. And to you, dear listener, thank you all so much for your support. Uh, your tweets, your emails, your your donations, uh, supporting me on Patreon or through the Relay FM membership program. I didn't ver- do a very good job of promoting either of those, but some of you found your way. And I've been incredibly grateful to each and every one of you. I hope that you've learned as much as I have, and I hope to see you all as I continue my adventures on the internet. Um, As stated previously, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Aline. It's A-L-E-E-N. I don't know why I said twitter.com, but we'll go with that. Um, And when my new project is ready to announce, I will also retweet that from the less than or equal Twitter account so you'll know. And thank you. Until the next thing, I'll be on an internet near you. I'm Aline Sims for less than or equal.